Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I hear God saying something in my heart, and then I hear her say exactly what God's already telling me. She doesn't know what was going on in my heart, but she felt it. So husbands, looking at some of y'all in here, listen to your wife sometimes. Y'all up here give me amen, amen, amen. That doesn't give you license not to submit. Oh, okay, I'm just here. But to be honest with you guys, this was not the time to do it, but I'm going to do it now anyway, just to let you guys know. So we've been talking about, if you guys don't know already, that uh, for the last... 15 years, I've been dealing with cardiomyopathy. I have a heart condition. And we've been saying for the last 15 years that uh, eventually I'm going to get a heart. Eventually, I'm going to get a heart transplant. Eventually, eventually. And um, the time is coming. Amen. 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 Praise God. Sounds great. And I stand up here with you guys, and some people are looking at me going, man, what great courage. Man, how could you talk and say that? Well, it's because I've been rehearsing it for a long time. (laughs) But to be honest with you, because my sister came and said something to me, can I just be honest with you guys? It's the unknown that... I can tell you, can I, I'm just going to be honest. I'm like, you're going to keep hearing me say this, but I'm just going to be honest with you. This is deep. It's almost like when God told Abraham, go, and I'll show you a way. We all fathom that, oh, I'm just going to go. No. Do you understand what's before you? And that's where I'm at right now. I don't know what's going to happen before. I do know one thing, that one day I'm going to see the Lord. Okay? But I do know something else. Whether I live or whether I die, it's unto the Lord. Amen. But I still deal with things. And what I want to share with you today, maybe if it's going to be this way or not, I'm just going with my heart. And we, my wife and I went and saw the doctor This week, last week, and the doctor looked at us and basically said, well, it's time. We're going to list you probably the end of April, and you'll probably get a heart within two weeks. So probably end of April, maybe May, I'll be getting my new heart. Right? I'll be Iron Man. I wish I could fly like Iron Man with these gas prices. 
But I just wanted to share with you my battle. Just so you guys know, because I want to let you guys know, just because I'm a pastor doesn't exempt me from the same battles that you guys face. I don't have extra pastor powers. I still wake up at night. I still am wondering uh, uh, what's going to, how are my kids dealing with this? How are my children dealing with this? How are my kids going to do? Now, if everything goes well and God, God is going to move everything, praise God. I believe in the word of God, but I got to be without my kids for 90 days. 90 days. I praise God for the house of God. I don't know what I would do without y'all because everybody keeps telling me, don't worry about the kids. Don't worry about Papa because we worried about Papa too. But so many people are like, man, I, I got you. Don't worry about nothing. We're going to, the, the, the family of God is there. But still, it, it's my kids. What, my, my daughter, my, my youngest son, I want to be there for him. I mean, what if, what if something happens in school? What, what if uh, somebody hurts them and says something to them that, and they need their dad, but dad's not there? Mom's not there to, 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 you know how mother is when they're with their children? Papa be there. So after they told me that I had to get this, that I'm getting the heart trash, we were like, well, that's great. But I want to share you the battle that I had like this. Okay, you guys don't usually hear me talk about stuff, but do you guys know that there is a spiritual world? There's things that go on around you every day. Do you guys know that fear is ever present? The spirit of God is ever present, but fear is ever present. That's why God gave us a commandment. He said, be courageous. Be strong, be of good courage, for I am the Lord. I am with you. Lo, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Everybody knows that. How many people know that? Right? Come on. But watch this. If you know that, then why do you get afraid? Think about yourselves right now. What are you afraid of at this moment? But God said, don't be. Don't, don't be afraid. But we still get afraid. I was tempted to be afraid when we got the news, we were getting ready to, uh, we were filling out paperwork and doing different stuff, Kai and I were doing stuff, and then all of a sudden, I got anxious. Legs started moving, and as a pastor, I started reciting scriptures. Be anxious for nothing, but all things given under prayer, supplication and thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to the Lord. I'm saying all this other stuff. God did not give me the spirit of fear, but, and I'm saying all this stuff, but it wasn't helping. You guys ever been in that situation? Why isn't the word not working? Is it maybe because we're not working the word? Because we can talk about the word, but the Bible says, blessed are the doers of his word, not just the hearers only. So as I started getting fear, fear and fear, fear, all of a sudden I heard the Lord tell me, he says, listen, whether you live or you die, it's unto the Lord. 
I said, okay, God. All of a sudden, I, I started seeing the peace, this surpassing understanding, started encompassing me. Then all of a sudden, all this stuff started hitting me. Uh, I started hearing all the word. The word God was speaking to me. He was speaking to me specifically, like almost like I could hear it. He said, John, do not make another covenant with faith, I mean with fear again. Do not sign the lease to fear. Don't sign it. And I said, all right, God, I'm not going to sign it. And all of a sudden, I turned to look at Kaya, and this is the feeling I got. I got the feeling of a, a monster. This is the feeling I got. A monster. Something big was behind me. Something huge was behind me as I'm sitting there looking at Kaya. And all of a sudden, I could tell that he was looking at me. You guys, you guys don't think I'm crazy. But you guys, you guys ever see Godzilla? And you see how big he is compared to a man? That's how I felt. And I sat there and I go, no, 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 no. God said, don't make a covenant with fear again. And I saw fear looking at me, looking for a foothold, a place in me that he can get back in. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? But he's sitting there, and he's waiting. Fear is with us all the time. He's a monster. He's big. He's huge. But I'm here to tell you, greater is he that is in you than the devil, that Godzilla spirit. Don't allow the enemy, a foothold in your life. I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about fear. I'm talking about all kind of sin in your life. Jesus said, I'm going away because Satan is coming back and he will not find a place in me, a foothold in me. So when I heard that word, I said, I will refuse to get back into covenant, covenant with fear. Yes, he's going to show up. Yes, there's going to be other times that he's going to come up and, and, and say certain things or do things. But guess what? I'm not going to receive it because God didn't give it to me. But what he did give me was what? Power, love, and a sound mind. Sound mind means I need to have peace. If you're, if you're not experiencing peace, then you're not of sound mind, which means you received it and somehow you're looking over the agreement that you're getting ready to sign with fear. So how does all that happen? How does all this play out, plays into my message today? We have to be known as houses of prayer. Constant connection with Christ. Not just praying when you're scared, but praying always. Come on, y'all. You listening? Go to Isaiah 56 and 7. It says, even them I will bring 
to my holy mountain and make them a joy, make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. What does that mean, Pastor? I, I don't. We are the church. You are the church. This is the church. And God doesn't just live outside. He lives, he's, his presence is around us, he's with us, and he's in us. So when God's in us, we are the church. When God's around us, we are the church. When he's everywhere, omnipresent, he, we're still the church. So I'm going to talk to you guys about a house of prayer. I want to talk about being able to pray because God said, I wish that all of us, God's desire for all of us is to be houses of prayer. Not just the building, but this building. Amen. Now, the house of prayer is from Isaiah 56, which we just read, and it's been used twice. Jesus also refers to this verse when casting the money changers from out of the temple, if you guys remember that. He came in and beat everybody, turned over tables, whooped them, and did all the other good stuff. Uh, Mark chapter 11 and 17, it said this. Then he taught them, saying, "Is is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. You see that in all the three of the Gospels, he talks about that. Listen, the heart of the house of prayer is perhaps best captured by David's cry in Psalms 27 and 4. And some of you guys know this. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. What is this temple? It's the church. But guess where else? This is also the the temple. To see the beauty of the Lord, not just here in the church, a physical building, but the presence and the beauty of the Lord being seen in our hearts. You guys hear me? This is why when you see people, you know that they're, they're Christian because there's a beauty in them. Nobody got it. I didn't get an amen. There's so many people just, come on, you guys help me out. Help me preach here. Get, I will be here for at least two and a half hours if you guys. There you go. There you go. See? There's a beauty in a Christian, and that beauty is the Lord. You guys can walk up on people. I don't care how you think people look. There's somebody that makes you just look at them and go, man, I see God in you. But let's talk about prayer. Do you guys know that prayer is twofold? Prayer, there's a prayers that are individual prayers. Matthew 6 and 6, it says this. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you Sound familiar? There are private prayers that we pray. There's prayers that you, like right now, like when you go home, you know, hopefully you guys pray every once in a while. Do you guys realize that, you know, people go, I have a prayer closet. 
when really what they're really saying is they got a closet full of clothes that every once in a while they're going there and going, man, I'm praying about what I'm going to wear today. That's the only prayers you get. Another part of, of prayer is corporate prayers. James 5 and 16, these are examples. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayers of the righteous person has great power as it is working. So these are corporate prayers. Now, this, this is what I'm trying to help you guys understand something. So you could pray at home by yourself in secret, not standing out in front of everybody and, you know, like, hey, everybody, I'm about to watch, watch me do something on, on Facebook and, and I'm going to do my prayer out there so everybody can see me doing whatever. No, there are some times that you got to pray by yourself just with you and God. And then there's sometimes you do things corporately. And corporate, like we just said, there's times that we come together as body of believers coming together and we pray. So if, if you don't come together, then how are you going to lay hands on each other? Talking about corporate prayer. Acts chapter 4 and 31. And when they had prayed, it says they, they're talking about more than one person, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. We're talking about people coming together. The ecclesia, the church, coming together, grabbing hands, and they started praying. And it says, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Mm, mm. And then, of course, James 5, 14 and 15 says, is anyone sick among you? Let them call upon the elders of the church. Let them lay hands over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayers of the faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. You guys, you guys understand it. Corporately, there's things that happen corporately and there's things that happen privately. You cannot forsake it. But if you can't pray individually, you are never going to pray corporately. You guys with me? No matter the method, no matter the location, we should be known as a house of prayer. Individually and corporately. And why? Because God commanded us to be houses of prayer. God commanded us to be people of prayer. Most people, not y'all, but most people, they only pray when it's convenient. Some of us pray only when we have time to pray. Mm -hmm. As long as nothing else interferes with our day. It's the only time we will pray. What did I say? Hey, 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 hey. I'm just trying to see if anybody's with me today. I A lot of times we pray, we only pray because we feel guilty. <laughs> so we try to pray because we are driven by our guilt. Not so much that you do stuff, but you're going, man, well, oh, I feel bad because I haven't talked to the Lord today, so I'm just going to go do it. Okay, it's kind of like a husband and wife situation. Well, I only say hi to him because I'm married to him. So. 
Sometimes we pray really, really hard so we can free ourselves from guilt. That's not going to happen. A lot of times we pray when there's trouble brewing. I hate to say this, but sometimes prayer is the last resort instead of a first thought. You guys ever been there? Do you know that a lot of stuff that we deal with today is because of the lack of prayer? The trouble that we deal with? Because we don't pray. We make bad decisions, then, get, then, then something bad happens, now you're trying to pray. Why didn't you pray before it happened? Mm. Now, personally, I'm getting better at it as the day goes along. I want to come to God first before I make decisions. And sometimes I, I don't just pray, I sit and I listen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And sometimes we just do some things, we, we say we pray, and then we try to fix our own problems in our own strength. Looking at me now, I did everything I could do to, to make sure my heart was all right, except for eating vegetables. But <laughs> exercise, I was able to run two, three miles a day, lift, did all that good stuff. But it wasn't my own power. It, was my own, it wasn't my own strength. Because in, 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 in my weakness, God's strength is made perfect. So you guys are asking me, and I'm glad you guys asked this. Is, so why is prayer so important to Christians? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. I, I really appreciate that. Number one, I'm going to tell you why prayer is so important. You know why? Because, number one, prayer is important because it's an act of obedience. We are called to pray. God designed us to pray. It's built in our very existence because we were created in God's image. We are to mimic Christ-like behavior. Jesus prayed to remain in the Father's will. So as Christ's uh, imitators, prayer is, ne is necessary to remain in the will of God. God told us specifically that we need to pray. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, pray without ceasing. Without ceasing. That means God says, I want you to be in constant contact with me. Constantly. But what will we do? No. We are in more contact with our issues and our problems and people than we are with God. We have to be obedient, obedient to God's word. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Number two, why is prayer important? Because prayer is the solution. <laughs> prayer is an avenue to re uh, resolution. The path to finding an answer to a problem. It provides insight to our dilemmas and through decisions. Watch this. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, Ask me, and I will let you, uh, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. 
Why don't we just ask God? Right now, right now, people are paying people for advice. Literally. I can go right now, I'll be like, askjohn.com. Ask the MD. Most definitely, if you guys don't know. Watch this, though. People will pay me just for advice when God said this. First of all, just ask me, because I'll show you if you just ask. The scripture even says you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask it wrong. You're asking the wrong person. The spirit of God is in us. Why? He can tell us of all things. He says, I will show you all things to come. That's inside of us. But because we're not in prayer, because we're not in constant contact with the father, we miss out on God's blessings in our lives. Ask. This is uh, Luke 11, 9 and 11. And so I tell you, keep asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everything who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Amen. You just make sure that you're asking for the right things. A lot of you guys are asking for houses. You're asking for cars. You're asking for this. You need to be asking God, uh, God, what do you want me to do? Number three, prayer is important because it's communicating. Since the beginning of time, God has been talking to man. Since the beginning of time. We are just not always in a place or state where we can hear from God. He's always talking, but we're not always hearing. You you guys understand it? You guys got kids? Come on, teachers. You got to tell a kid 10, 13, 14 times to tell a kid to do something. You think they didn't hear you the first time? I got kids. I had four of them. Grown kids. Still don't listen. The problem is us as, as children of God, God will tell us, but we're not keeping our ear open to hear what he's saying. And sometimes we don't like what he's saying. Yeah. Remember Judah, we used to tell Judah, Judah, don't touch the oven. Judah, don't touch the oven. Was it a fireplace? It was a fireplace. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. And he'd be sitting there and looking at me like, don't, don't touch it. So finally, I got tired of telling him because I was trying to keep him. I'm trying to keep him from doing something for harm to himself. You know, there's times. So let me tell you what happened first. So he moves. He finally, he just wants to do what he wants to do. And then he goes, Right on the the fireplace. And it went from here to, ah! Like, you know what we did? Tried to tell you. 
We still came over and hugged him. Loved on him. Put a little ice on his hands. But I guess, guess what? He never touched it again. Y'all are laughing, but that's what happens to us. God said, don't go over that way. Don't go over there. Don't be with her. Don't be with him. Don't, don't be doing that. Don't be doing this. Don't, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, stay away from it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. And you're like, and God says, pull you back a little bit. Pull you back. But eventually, God will allow you because he's a good God. He's going to let you have your way. Next you know, you touched it, you got burnt. But God being a good God that he is, he's sitting there just waiting. Why are you sitting there hurt? <laughs> some pain, some pain that happens will leave little small scars. And after a while, you forget them because those scars go away. But there's some pain that happens to us that leave big scars that will never go away. And you just got to deal with that. But God's love, he'll still as a good father, he'll be there for you to help you bounce back off of that. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, I love, I got these other scriptures, but I, for the sake of time, I just want to share this real quick. Do you guys, you guys remember, God is always talking to us. And in the, in the garden, you remember, God looked at Adam and goes, Adam, where are you? What you mean? You put me here, God. He's like, no, I need you to know where you're at. I know where, I know where you're, I, I put you because that's where I put you. But where are you at with your relationship with me? You were over there busy listening to something you shouldn't be listening to. So that's the issue that we have to this day. God is looking at us because, because if Adam would have stayed in constant contact with God during that time, do you think he, listen, okay, you guys, about, don't throw nothing at me, okay? Adam was in dominion, not Eve. But if Adam would have took his place of authority, if Adam would have took his place as king, priest, and prophet and rebuked the devil, he would have snatched Eve and, and said, let's, let's get out of here and go back. Because God was watching the whole thing. You think he didn't know what happened? But because Adam refused to pray, because Adam refused to talk with God, he started listening to stuff he shouldn't be listening to. This is why Adam turned around and goes, uh-uh, well, it's this woman you gave me. <laughs> Men, you need to put, take your place of authority in your home. Not being, listen, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not talking about because you stand up and you got a big chest or whatever. No, I'm talking about you need to be submitted unto God. My God. There is nothing more sexier than a man that submits to God. I wish y'all would look. I know. My wife tells me. Oh. 
Hallelujah. Shout out. Hallelujah. Santo, santo, santo. Okay. Prayer is important. Number four, prayer is important because, because it's how we make our requests. God delights in us. He longs to bless us. How many people want blessings? He wants to shower with his, shower us with his favor. When our desires line up with his. Okay, let me say that again. God wants to bless us. He wants to shower us with his favor. He wants to do that for you. When your desires line up with his desires. I'm so sick and tired of the prosperity gospel. Because everybody's about, hey, pray, 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 and God's going to bless you with a nice car and uh, uh, a Learjet and, uh, I, you know, because I, I want, what is that, the, a Land Rover? Is that what you want, a Land Rover? Range, Range Rover. I want an F-650. Y'all didn't even know there was an F-650, did you? That's what I, no. But anyway, seriously, so we start praying, God, and we pray hard, and if I do this and do that, no. That's not the desire for you. For you that's the desire for yourself. There's nothing wrong with having blessings or having things. The problem is letting things have you. God wants to bless us. Man, I, I, trust me, I'm, I'm wanted, I'm, I want the blessings. But more so, I want God to shower me with his favor. Not things but his favor, his grace, that's what I want. In uh, Romans chapter 8, 26, 27 says this, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we know not what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed with words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. There are things that we think we want, but God says the Spirit that's in you will make intercession for you. There are things in this ministry that Kai and I thought we needed in this ministry. We had no clue. We thought we knew, but when we pray in the Spirit, it's the Spirit that helps us pray the will of God. Now, don't get me wrong, we can talk about this, but praying in the Spirit isn't just speaking in tongues, but praying in the Spirit is allowing the Spirit of God to speak to God in intercession. As we start speaking in tongues and we're praying in the Spirit, God hears those prayers. You guys with me? I'm just I'm trying to teach you guys. I don't have all, all morning, but there's a, when we pray, we may not know what's happening, but God knows what's happening because what he's doing is when we're praying, when our spirit is praying, our spirit man is praying and the spirit of God is praying and we're speaking to the Father, God will align our hearts to make decisions that are best for the church and not just for us. There are people here that we have prayed for we didn't know what to pray. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay. We got these people. We got these people here. Oh, we got, the, we got, we, we're praying, praying for, for more uh, people to sing. And look what we got today. 
I'll stand there and wait, wait, wait. Somebody new up there tonight? Y'all noticed it too, right? Praise God. Do you think that was a coincidence? Come on, y'all. Oh, that's all, uh, I'm, I'm all over the place. Okay. No, but sometimes, sometimes you guys, we, we, think, we think things like that, and we, we don't think things like that. It's just like, oh, that's happenstance. It's, it, it just, no, this is what was prayed for. Because we're in communication with God. We pray, and the, and the Spirit knows how we should pray. And then all of a sudden, somebody goes, hey, man, let me go t- t- toward the building Christian Fellowship. I just want to go there. You may not even know what got there. Then you got there, and you go, wow, man, I can serve at this place. Number five, prayer is important because it's a form of service. It's a service. Why is prayer important? Because when we pray, we pray for other people, not always for ourselves. I know just when I had the stroke, my wife called everybody she knew. And they knew. And then they knew. We were, people were praying all over the world. Because, you know, sometimes people, you got to get out of yourself. I, I'm sure my wife probably were ask, was asking people to pray for me. And these are people who probably may have been dealing with terminal cancer. But because they don't serve themselves, they'll step out of themselves and pray to the Father and they can send the word and people get healed. Why? Because there was prayer involved. Come on, you guys. We are interceding for others. It's how how we help someone else. Prayer can repair an emotional wound at its core. Prayer is a system that can meet public, the public's need. We pray for our city. We don't just pray for people here. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 says, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also the interests of others. Listen, if you guys want prayer, or if you want to pray, pray for yourself, pray for somebody else. This is what I'm just trying to say. Pray for somebody else. But if all of us here start praying for other people, we're all going to be covered. All needs are met. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Husbands, pray for your wives. Wives, pray for your husbands. It's, it, it's, it's reciprocated. But you know what we do as, as husbands and wives? We pray, we pray for ourselves about how to deal with Do you guys know that, that Job, Job, when he was going through all this stuff, do you know he prayed for his friends? He prayed for his friends. He lost his family. He lost his income. He lost his land. He lost skin because he had boils. He had all kind of issues. His wife said, just curse God and die. He turned around and prayed for his friends. And because he prayed for his friends, God restored back to Job. Number six, six, prayer is important 
It's because how we fight our battles. This is how I fight my battle. This is how we fight battles. You guys, the devil is resentless in his pursuit for you. You guys, you guys understand that? You guys understand that he's relentless. He hates you with an everlasting hate. He can't stand you. When he looks at you, he wants you to go where he's about to go. You guys hear what I'm saying? That's why all these things are happening to you in your life. Even some decisions we make. He sits back and he laughs about all the things that we've gone through or going through. But you know what? We have to fight our battle on our knees. At home and corporately. Not just one way, but both ways. We have to fight the Lord. I mean, fight the, the enemy. Every hour. Every day. Every minute. We need to make sure we're at battle, battle ready. I'm saying this because you, you guys, th- th- you know, this week, last week, I, um, I preached, and the men, where are the men? men? The men were here? All the men were here? Yes, all the men of God here. Yeah. Y'all, y'all just letting y'all know? I'm just letting you guys know. Uh, Deacon Sean, all the guys that were here, the men, the men are ready. We had, we had a week together with uh, Faith and Victory, Pastor Matt, and we are ready. We're getting this men's ministry ready, but there was something that we had to deal with. There's something that, that the Lord put, Lord put on my heart, put on uh, Pastor Donald's heart, Pastor JR's heart, and the Lord told me specifically to share something in my heart. And basically what was, is this. It is sometimes we get tired of fighting. Anybody tired of fighting? Can anybody... Anybody understand? Anybody? Tired of fighting. Tired of it. Don't have any strength. Every day I get up and I look in the mirror. Every day and I look in and I go, I'm tired of fighting. I don't want to do this anymore. Tired of it. When do I get a break? Then I take that into my secret place. Every morning. Every morning. My daily office. I sit down and I lay on the lap of the Father. Because it's prayer, it's communicating. I got to be honest with God. Because I'm tired. I don't have energy. I don't have any more strength. Tired of putting up this, this facade. I'm weak. And I get on the lap of the Father. He says, it's okay. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings of eagles. They shall 
walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. You guys, we got to just keep moving, guys. We got to be in this fight. We got to show up for this fight. We got to be here. God will be here. God will send people in your way to encourage you. And that's that helps. But there's got to be some time that you go, God, I'm done fighting. God, today is the day. Let me lay on your lap, daddy, and talk to me. Speak to me. Let me hear your words. Give me your strength. I'm tired of relying on my own strength because it's the joy of the Lord is my strength. But this happens in prayer. It happens in prayer, saints. People will show up for a worship experience, but they won't show up for prayer. I've always been a fighter. Always been a fighter. I always would look to fight the biggest guy, not realizing that God was showing me hmm, what I thought I was fighting naturally was what I was going to fight spiritually. Some of you guys have been fighting giants all your life. God's saying, not anymore. The fight is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. You just got to show up for the battle. I just need you to walk around Jericho. Just walk around Jericho. And when I tell you, you just need to shout. Some of y'all just need to walk around Jericho. And once he tells you, you just give him a shout of praise. Say, I'm done with this. I'm no longer going to stand here and I'm going to I'm tearing up my lease. I'm tearing up my contract. I'm tearing up all this. I I don't want to deal deal with this anymore. But God says, I want my people that my people everywhere should be a house of prayer. We need to be the church. We need to be the church corporately corporately, and individually. I'm not done yet. You're not done yet. I don't know what you've been thinking, the stuff that you've been doing to yourself. I'm I'm here. It's like almost as I'm sitting here listening, I could hear the enemies just even right now as I'm speaking, the enemies reminding you, reminding you that you're not what you think you are. You guys get that? Did I say that right? The enemy's trying to talk to you and try to tell you who you think you are now. When God says, no, what manner of love has I bestowed upon you that I would call you a son or a daughter of God. But you've looked at yourself in a whole nother way. And the enemy keeps talking to you right now. Even, even with this, you're like, no, no, I can never be free. No, I can never be. No, God's saying no, today's a day to be free. Yeah, 
But we got to learn how to fight these battles. Thank you, Tira. I didn't even know you could play that song. I'm just going to end this this right here. Prayer is important because it's it's the evidence of right relationship with Jesus Christ. When you're right relationship with God, there's evidence. He's with you. He'll always be with you. You got to know your value. You would never let your you would never let your son or your daughter go without God saying the same thing to you today. I want to heal you. I want to set you free. I want to be able to talk and commune with you. I want you to live out the abundant life that I had died for for you. But we got to learn how to fight our battles and become the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 Stand to your feet. the church. Tu eres la iglesia. You are the church. Praise God. If you're here today, maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what? I want to become that house of prayer. I want to allow God to come in me and be in right relationship with him. If you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, today's the day. I want to invite you. I want to pray with you. Uh, We want to celebrate you. And listen, guys, this is not a walk of shame. This is a walk of victory. This ain't something that you got to do at home and privately because, you know, the way the Internet and everything works nowadays, you can do everything uh, privately. But sometimes we got to come out with a a public display of saying, listen, I'm coming forward because I see that there is a great cloud of witnesses behind me that are are for me. There is a family of God that's here to help you grow. If you are here today and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, just lift your hand up right where you're at. Anybody say, today, I want to give my life to the Lord. Is there anybody in here like that? Amen. 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 Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Amen, 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 amen. All right, now this is what I want you to do. Be bold. I want you to be bold. I know, I know. But if, if, if you raise your hand, just come on up to the front. And if it's somebody next to you, come up with them. Come on up. Come on up. Come up. Anybody else? Come on. There's more. There's, there's more room. There's more room. Okay, maybe, maybe you're here and you're like, I know the Lord. I just want to rededicate my life to the Lord. Rededicate your life to the Lord. If you want, if that's you, just come up. Come on up. Anybody else? Anybody else? There we go.
praise God. I know you guys know the Lord. Amen. But sometimes it's just we just come to that place in our lives where just rededication is, is great. Like, Lord, refresh me. Renew my heart again. Take me back to the place where I once was so that I could be in love with you again. That's great. We should do that. Listen, I'm, I'm telling y'all this. We all really need to do that. Sometimes it's like, I don't know why you need an invitation. Sometimes we just need to come to the altar and be like, Lord, <laughs> renew that spirit in me again. You guys pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these beautiful lives that are here in front of the altar, Lord. I thank you for your spirit that lives in them, around them, and through them. I thank you that right now, Lord, you are renewing a spirit in them of joy. Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, that, that you are giving them greater revelation of who you are. I thank you for uh, uh, that we are acknowledging you that you will continue to direct their paths. And Lord, once again, creating us a clean heart, renewing us a right spirit. Lord, we thank you for this right now, Lord. We thank you for any questions that we may have that your spirit will answer for us, Lord, that we will be houses of prayer, that we are the church. So we thank you for that right now. Lord. We love you, we bless you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys give God a praise. <laughs> praise the Lord. Prayer is important. You're going to hear me talk about it. Maybe not, not me, but the elders will while I'm away for 90 days. <laughs> Next month sometime, maybe. We don't know exactly when. But you guys, I want the house, this house, these people, you, to be houses of prayer. I, I beg, I covet your prayers. I covet your prayers. I want them. But you should be able to say the same thing for any of us here. If there's anybody that's sick, if there's anybody on our online community that needs prayer, anybody, if you're standing next to somebody or sitting next to somebody, I, I can't virtually do it, but you could sit down and, and somebody next to him, lay hands on them, pray for them that we will be houses of prayer, that we will be in constant communication, right relationship with God, so that we can get, our, our, we'll acknowledge him and he'll direct our paths. Amen. Amen. Have all needs been met? You guys pray with me, pray with me. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this word. We will take this word and hide it in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Lord, we thank you as we leave this place. You said in your word that you would never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, I thank you that we are learning how to fight our battles, that we will fight our battles on our knees. Lord, remind us to seek you every morning that, my, that we may inquire you in the house of the Lord to gaze upon your beauty. So we thank you for that right now. Thank you for, for making us a, a place to come boldly before the throne room of grace, to obtain grace and mercy in a time of need. So we thank you for that, Lord. We love you. 
We thank you in the mighty, magnificent, and matchless name of God, we pray. And the church said amen. 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 You guys go with God. God bless you.